What's going on, everybody? Robert, Bridging the Geekdoms. Doing kind of a little midday stream here. Got nothing else going on right now. I uh, had to take the day off. Had some car issues this morning and wasn't able to make it to work. So here I am doing a thing. Yeah, we're still going to have our live show tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about the Twitter mob versus James Gunn. So make sure you don't miss that. I think it's going to be a real fun episode, especially if we get some people involved with it. Got some great news when it comes to Burning the Geekdoms. We we have some changes in the works, and uh, obviously you've seen the new logo, you've seen the new backgrounds, all that kind of jazz. Uh, Ken will be making his triumphant return, I believe, next week. Next Thursday, he'll be uh, returning to the live show, and at least, hopefully for the foreseeable future, he'll be making every week, hopefully. Uh, we are also going to be attending... Three Rivers Comic Convention. Three Rivers Comic Convention. I went to it last year. I was only able to go one day. It was a blast. I've been to a couple comic conventions in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, that one is hands down my favorite that I've been to. I feel like it just there's a lot of room. It's very roomy. Uh, everybody's just so happy to be there. I've been to other conventions where it's very confined, very tight, and people are just annoyed, and it, it's not a good time. But this Three Rivers Comic Convention is a great convention. We're going to be there, uh, so please find us. We, we should have a table. We're going to be set up. Find us. Come talk to us. We're going to do a couple uh, episodes while we're there at the convention, so I'm hoping that maybe some cosplayers or... Uh, whomever artist whoever wants to stop by and discuss on the podcast where we plan on having everything all set up there so I, i'm really really excited for that that is going to be june 3rd and 4th in pittsburgh pennsylvania so check out three rivers comic con.com uh, you can get all the information there again if you're somebody in the the greater pittsburgh area i highly recommend checking them out so, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of just wanted to get on here to, to shoot the shit a little bit. I, I got I got some big things to talk about tonight, but this episode here, or this here, I, I do want to talk about some things that, that popped up the other day. Let me see if I can find them here, uh, because it, it was really, really interesting. Um, I'm not seeing them here. Um... Jay Oliva. I mean, we all know Jay Oliva, right? Jay Oliva's the man. He is the man. So, last night, he got into it with some people regarding the Cell Snyderverse to Netflix. And you gotta love him, man, because he he sees and understands and, and realizes what and how things work. And and that is that is extremely extremely important. So, you know, Clay Staub, nice to see an old friend and he brought his flying fox too. And then we have some people sitting here who, you know, dude, I'm a big fan of Ben Affleck Batman. It's really disheartening that we will not get to see Joe Manganiello Deathstroke a Batman movie. Can you at least ask someone to provide a script of that movie? Jay Oliva 
again, Jay Oliva has been the big one. He's he's talked about the Batman script quite a bit in the past. But he goes, I'm sorry, but I don't own the script, nor do I know who would have that kind of power. The script is owned by Warner Brothers, and only they can do that, as far as I know. So then, Batman, the last goodbye on Twitter, at Batman TLG. Well, Jay Oliva, we are working on it. We started a little trend called Sell Snyderverse to Netflix and Sell ZSJL to Netflix. As Zach said, hopefully cool, uh, as Zach said, hopefully cooler heads would prevail. Either way, we are thrilled to see what you got up your sleeve with upcoming projects. And Jay Oliva goes, thanks. Good luck with that. But I highly doubt it because Warner Brothers will not want a competing universe studio to their main one. Plus, the licensing fees involved would be too high to make any business sense unless they were buying the characters like Sony did with Spider-Man. Gene's ghost, but Jay, it's the multiverse. We should be able to have more than one Superman. Besides, this is friendly competition. Gunn gets his sandbox. Snyder gets his. Everybody wins. And before I get into what Jay says here, because this is something that just people refuse to understand. It's not that James Gunn wants to, you know, solely play in this sandbox by himself. He wants input. He wants other directors and filmmakers and creatives to come in and, and help build this universe, similar to how he did with Kevin Feige in Marvel. Because that is what made Marvel so successful early on was the filmmakers coming in and working alongside Kevin Feige and building this universe. Let's not forget that movies like Iron Man and not so much Iron Man, but like, look at Avengers, look at uh, the, um, uh, you know, the, the Thor movies, look at the, uh, the first phase of Marvel. Those movies did really, really well because the director, the filmmakers, the writers all worked very closely together. Over time, that's kind of kind of dissipated. It's not you're not getting that same cohesiveness and camaraderie anymore because Kevin Foggy is trying to set up such a large universe. So to sit there and say that, you know, oh, Gunn gets his sandbox and gets his, it's not about having a sandbox that this one person wants to play in or this other person wants to play in. It's about having a cohesive story, one that the general audience will understand. And yes, they have the Batman, the Batman movie with you know, Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson. That's, that's getting a sequel. Joker is getting a sequel. But here's the thing. Those are already established and were greenlit before James Gunn came in. I still wholeheartedly believe that if James Gunn had the option, if he had the opportunity to come in and cancel the Batman, cancel Joker 2, he would have done it to, to simplify and make sure the general audience doesn't get confused, as well as having those funds available for him to utilize in his DCU. Not to mention that if we start having three or four Batman, if we start having two or three Superman, that's when it gets confusing. Having a Batman movie over here while creating a Snyderverse Batman, or sorry, having a Batman over here while creating a DCU universe or DC universe Batman with James Gunn, that's only two. But if you add in a third, if you add in a fourth, that's when things start to get confusing to the general audience. And that's the audience that matters 
because they're the ones that are going to drive up the box office. So, Jay Oliva, yes, it's the multiverse, but who's going to pay for it? A comic book movie costs $150 million to $200 million plus to produce, and it takes at least two years to make. How is a streamer supposed to recoup costs? Warner Brothers isn't going to sell them ancillary rights like merchandising, etc. They won't own these characters forever. And again, that is a huge thing to remember. This is something that I've been saying for months, for weeks. Yes, on paper, saying another studio gets the rights to these characters. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. And this is what starts to show how the fan base doesn't quite understand what's going on here. So Philip DeSouza, well, how are they funding Rebel Moon? Speaking about Netflix, it's not going to be released in theaters. It must cost 200 plus million with plans for future films. So that argument doesn't hold. Warner Brothers not wanting competition makes more sense. And Jay Oliva, um, who owns Rebel Moon? And he's exactly right. Who owns Rebel Moon? Netflix. Netflix owns Rebel Moon. So the point, he says, the point is valid whether you want to accept it or not. Studios would rather spend money on IPs they own instead of making other studios money. Very, very important. Very important because, as he said, the toys, the merchandise, you they put a they want to put Batman on screen. Warner Brothers can put that Batman on a t-shirt and they make money from it. They can make the action figures and they can make money from it. Whereas Netflix won't. They won't make any money from it. And there's more. Yeah, Philip D'Souza continues. Well, then how do we explain Glass Onion? It was owned by Lionsgate, Disney. Netflix paid for the license. Why? Couldn't they have made the same film without the license and called it something else? And Jay Oliva, look, you really think Knives Out compares to the licensing fee that Justice League will require just to put them in a couple films? That's just the licensing fee, licensing fee for each and every DC character. That's not even the budget for the film or marketing. And again, that's something that I've been talking about. When you take a look at this, the licensing, to license out the IP, you're not looking at just saying, I want to license out five DC characters. And they say, okay, here's a flat rate. No, it's each character. Because each character has different rights and different ownerships and and different rights and roles and all that. So every single DC character that would be in those movies has to be licensed out in a certain way. I believe I talked about it last week. Maybe not. But take a look at Sandman. Sandman, which is is licensed out by Netflix that cost them 150 million plus dollars to license out Sandman, which is a Warner Brothers DC property. That's one character, one book that they're adapting. And it's, that's not even a majorly popular character either. Warner Brothers had no real intention on making anything for Sandman. Because they know as a, a larger property, it's not going to be that profitable. But Netflix thought, hey, this could be a good thing to bring subscribers over. Just as Glass Onion is 
as well. That's not an expensive IP to license out, and it's also not an expensive film to make. Yes, they paid Ryan Johnson a shit ton of money to do this. That's that's more on Netflix, and you take a look at their financial status right now. Well, then you start to see maybe that wasn't a good idea for them to spend that kind of money. But even then, I believe it was like $40 million they gave to Ryan Johnson to make not one, but I believe two sequels. That's only $40 million. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars here. Super bad. So it is more possible to have Snyderverse under the Warner Brothers Discovery DC Studios as an Elseworld project then. And super bad. Yes, you are 100% correct there. You are. You're 100% correct. If it's ever going to happen, it's only going to happen under the umbrella of Warner Brothers DC Studios. It's not going to be licensed out because there's no benefit for anybody else to take it on. I do want to know your thoughts. I want to hear what you guys all think about this because it is really, really interesting on how Jay Oliva has come out. And a lot of people aren't really taking what he says serious and, and, and to heart because he's not wrong. He's not wrong. There's a lot of people who, you know, criticize me on Twitter. And they continuously criticize me because I'm pushing against this idea of selling the Snyderverse to Netflix. And it's not that I'm trying to be negative. It's not that I'm trying to yuck on your yum or, or anything like that. I want it, as I've always said, you need to temper your expectations. I, I personally am sick of the toxicity, the bullying, the, the negativity that comes around this fandom because they don't get what they want. And the reason why they don't get what they want is because of the unnecessarily high expectations that they have. And, and it, it, it's ridiculous. It's things like this where people are like, well, why can't it happen? Well, despite the fact that James Gunn comes out and says, there's no interest and it's not being discussed. And then you have someone like Jay Oliva, who is part of the industry, may not be involved directly with Netflix in this capacity or Warner Brothers in that capacity. But he's with he's within the industry and understands how this all works. When you have people like that come out and, and tell you, tell you, look, this is why it can't happen. You, you all ignore it. You all ignore it and and say and, and push it aside and say, no, you're wrong. It can happen because I want it to happen. Well, that's not that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Because it can't happen. We all would love for it to happen, but but look, it it, it can't. Let's take a look at this here. This guy, the uh this KS Deathstroke HBO Max make this guy is quite possibly the biggest bully, the biggest um, reason. He's a huge reason why there's so much hate when it comes to people when they look at the Snyderverse fandom. So, you know, Jay Oliva, one of the comments he made, yes, it's the multiverse, but who's going to pay for it? Comic book cost 150. So KS goes, hmm, so back to square one. Do we hold our breath for Universal or do we keep going and hope something good comes from Sell the Snyderverse to Netflix? 
There's no reasoning with some of these people. The rules apply to all studios. It wouldn't make a difference if it was Netflix, Amazon, Universal, Disney, etc. The same issues apply. It's not beneficial for anyone involved. And that is so important to understand. Like, if this was solely a Batman thing, or solely a Superman, or solely a Wonder Woman thing, I, could, I would say, hey, it's, it's very possible. But when it comes down to it, Yo, Trooper Geo, what's going on? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, let me know your thoughts. I want to know your thoughts on all of this because Jay Oliva really came out and, and has made it. He's cleared it up for people to understand that continuing the Snyderverse is just not going to be a thing. At least not anywhere else but Warner Brothers and definitely not anytime soon. So let me know your thoughts. And again, you know, people who are sitting there criticizing me for going on Twitter. Yeah, sometimes I get the, you know, get get a little ridiculous. And I, I'll say things I probably shouldn't say, but that's everybody on social media. When it comes down to it, though, the whole reason that I push back, push against this idea is simply because I don't want the negativity. I don't want people getting all butthurt and upset and then start to bully Warner Brothers. Take a look at this whole fire James Gunn thing. James Gunn has done nothing, done nothing wrong in his position. Yet people sit there and say, oh, fire James Gunn, get rid of James Gunn. What's the point? Why? You're simply bullying a studio for no reason. And, and to me, that's just wrong. You shouldn't do that. Not even a little bit. You really shouldn't. I got to put put this up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because I about last laughed my ass off last night when I saw this. So we're going to move on a little bit here. Um, Trooper Geo says, this is a mixed bag for me. I'd like to know why. Because there's not really anything to... It's one way. Gunn says it's not happening. So it's not happening. There's no interest from Netflix. They've talked about other things, but not this. And Jay Oliva lays out why. I think it's important to understand all that. Yeah. So let me see if I can pull this up here because I laughed my ass off last night. Uh, so last night I saw this clip and I had to share it and it's just baby Yoda <laughs> look at him he's in the chair and then he uses the force to push himself to get her up oh man I was I laughed for a good five minutes I watched this over and over I can't wait for the Mandalorian season 3 it's coming out in what 15 days 14 days something like that I can't wait I'm pumped absolutely pumped I can sit here and watch this for 5-10 minutes again it's hilarious I appreciate the offer Dave Filoni, John Favreau, doing the Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work.
let's see if there's anything else going on over on the Twitters that might be of concern. You know, I, I actually got somebody reached out to me the other day and asked me, he was like, hey, you, you've you've backed off on scoopers a bit over the last few weeks. <laughs> I really have. Um, I, I was on a, a scooper kick for quite a while on on really calling them out, you know, specifically Syl Abdul and Mikey Sutton. And it, nothing really bad came of it. I mean, there are some issues that happened on the back end and um, some changes that had to happen with the show, but not anything that would keep me from continuing to call out these grifters and, and liars and bullshitters. So it's not because I'm afraid of anything. Not at all. Uh, Trooper Geo, on a more positive note, I finished the cyberpunk anime. My God, I am emotionally devastated. I didn't even know there was a cyberpunk anime. That might be something Colton would know about. I mean, I, I've not actually even played cyberpunk, so... Is it even connected to the games? I don't know. After that whole debacle with the game, like I was thinking about getting it, but then whenever it released and there were so many issues with it, I just was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just stay away from that. Maybe I'll just stay away from that. But with that, you know, speaking of scoopers that I was just saying, there is a rise again. So you know, James Gunn really crushed a lot of that stuff, you know, weeks ago. And that's a big reason why I haven't been talking about scoopers because they just haven't been able to quote unquote scoop anything because James Gunn was like, no, screw all of you. You're all wrong. But now they're starting to come up with just really dumb things. There is a thing that came up that, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be the DCU Batman because the flying fox is in the Flash trailer, That which means the Snyder Cut is is canon and this and that. And it's like, mm, no, just because the flying fox is there doesn't mean it's canon. Yeah, and Justice League, it crashed and was essentially destroyed in a sense, but Bruce Wayne could easily just pay to get it fixed and rebuilt. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't know. People just, they want to push, they want to push this idea that the Snyderverse is still there. And Scoopers, excuse me, Scoopers are really, really doing it because, there's a big reason why. They're doing it because it gets them clicks, it gets people to, to tune in, it gets them to watch, it gets them to, to continuously push this idea that more is coming when in reality there, there, there just isn't. Again, I I've said this multiple times. Sill, Sill Abdul, I was cool with him for quite some time where things started to take a turn with me was how he continuously grifted everyone and how he continuously just made up lies and made up things that I don't even know if he was making them up. If he was just, buying into what Mikey Sutton was saying. And because of that, he allowed, he allowed himself to build a channel and basically lie to people who are watching 
He's getting money. People are sending him super chats, signing up for his subscription services solely based on this information that he is saying or scoops that are true, that are real. I don't know. It just, it's annoying to me. It truly is annoying to me. Uh, let's see. Trooper gives us some info on cyberpunk anime. The anime is connected to the game. It takes place one year before the events of the game. And I got to say it was so beautiful, tragically heartbreaking in a good way. It made me buy the game. Well, that's pretty badass. Where can I find this trooper geo? Is it, is it on a streaming service? Can I, can I find it and watch it? I got nothing to do today. Got to get my car inspected. Then I got a show tonight at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. show here again, Trooper. So make sure you stop by. We're going to really dive into this whole Twitter mob versus James Gunn thing later tonight. I touched on it a little bit ago, for sure. I'm going to dive into it there. There's some also big things when it comes to like Marvel right now. There's some interesting, interesting happenings with Marvel. I tried telling everybody last week. Tried telling y'all. So we'll dive more into that later. I don't know. Would I like to see my channel get bigger? Would I like to to be able to have fans, all three of you, <laughs> send super chats and, and things like that? Absolutely. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to swindle you all into doing that by making up false claims. I'm trying to build you know, and, and, and create content that I enjoy to discuss and talk about. I just recorded three, three episodes that I have to edit and get up over the next few weeks. And it's all interesting stuff. It's star Wars. It's uh, what else was it? It was star Wars. It was, I don't know. Cool things. Cool things. It's a Netflix original. Sweet. I'm going to jump over there. I will jump over to Netflix and, and check it out for sure. Yeah, I'm scrolling through Twitter here because trying to find some things to talk about now. Trying to get to at least a half an hour for this episode. It was the first show, Trooper Geo says it was the first show to ever make me shed tears. I don't know how old you are, Trooper Geo. I have no idea how old you are. (laughs) But I can tell you, I was a huge fan of Criminal Minds a number of years ago. Huge fan. And there's an episode of Criminal Minds. Oh, God. I've never in my entire life cried as hard as I did on any sort of media as I did in this one episode of Criminal Minds. And for those of you who know the show, for those of you who have watched Criminal Minds, you know exactly what episode I'm talking about. But yeah, I don't know how old you are, Trooper, so I don't know if you'd even ever watch that. Uh, let's see. Not so much breaking news, I guess, but there's some interesting stuff that has come up over the last uh, last couple days. Let's see here. Um, breaking news. It's not really breaking news, is it? I don't think it is. February 16th. That's today, huh? Well, let's let's talk about this here. Let's talk about this. 
uh 18 trooper geo is 18 yeah you definitely wouldn't have watched that chrono minds episode then all right i gotta share this because this is this is kind of this isn't breaking news i think it was talked about yesterday let's uh you know let's just talk about it i don't need to talk about it tonight do i i don't have to so hollywood reporter how much is too much marvel and star wars disney rethinks franchise output as disney chief bob Iger pledges to be better at curating releases fiscal discipline may impact an expansive disney plus original slate so this is this is very interesting very interesting because what was my biggest complaint over the last couple years quality over quantity so hollywood reporter after years of Marvel and Star Wars movies and shows inundating screens big and small, Disney is putting the brakes on the output of some of its biggest franchises and brands following Iger's February 8th comments that the company needs to be better at curating franchises content. That's extraordinarily expensive, added Iger. We want the quality on the screen, but we have to look at what they cost us. And, and again, this is huge. So the directive to rein in costs and output arrives as Disney prepares to release Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And that release is actually tonight at 7 p.m. Trooper Gia, the new Linkin Park song coupled with cyberpunk anime made for an emotional week. <laughs> big, big Linkin Park fan, I see. Or I understand. Let's see. Uh, and as The Mandalorian Season 3 awaits its March 1st Disney Plus debut, Marvel is Disney's most important supplier of product, the subsidiary with the highest output, and under Iger's directive, it could feel cuts the soonest. There's going to be a level of rigor on Marvel and across the entire company. Uh, numbers matter now, and costs are going to be outlined and enforced. So this is really important. Marvel Studios had Kevin Feige echo the new direction. The pace at which we're putting out Disney Plus shows will change, Feige told Entertainment Weekly in an interview published earlier this week, noting that there will be fewer shows that they will more or that they will be more spaced out. Star Wars is facing the opposite challenge. After being absent from the big screen since 2019 and having had false starts with Patty Jenkins for Rogue Squadron, which may never materialize, Disney has ramped up, ramped up its efforts to return the franchise to theaters. Damon Lindelof led a writer's room in July to hash out a story for a feature, and Taika Waititi is still developing his own take on the franchise. Disney is expected to unveil film plans at Star Wars Celebration, set for April in London. On top of Season 3 of Mandalorian, shows expect to hit the streaming service this year include Ahsoka, starring Rosario Dawson, and the John Watts-produced Skeleton Crew. Lucasfilm may ramp up, but it will have to abide by the same fiscal discipline at the, as the rest of the company, says The Insider. Again, this is, this is huge. And I think this is the way to go. I think Star Wars needs to get back to the big screen. Not to say, I mean, The Mandalorian was fantastic. I, I think Obi-Wan should have been a movie. I, I think that, what was it, eight episodes or six episodes, whatever it was, was just too much. They, they didn't have enough story for that. You then have to look at things like Ahsoka that's coming out and, and Skeleton Crew. But you take a look at that, comparing that to, say, Obi-Wan. All right. Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan is was kind of separate from what they're doing with Mandalorian and Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. 
Book of Boba Fett that was connected. But again, that that probably should have been a movie as well. And it's all about cost. I get that. I get it's all about cost. But when you don't have the story to tell to fill six, eight episodes and you start adding in filler, the quality goes down. And that's what has been hurting Star Wars, at least the past couple years. It surely has, has really, really damaged Marvel. I, I honestly think the way Marvel should, should handle moving forward, I think they need to get one main show, something that's like a 12-episode season once a year. You get something like that. Whether it's like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type of thing or, or damage control, something like that where it's in the background. You can have people come in and out from the films and, and, and things like that. These characters can pop up at any moment. But I think Marvel needs to focus on films. That's where their bread and butter has been. That's where their, their biggest successes have come. I think you take a look at those two specials that Marvel did. Werewolf by Night and the holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy. In my opinion, those are the two, the two best pieces of Marvel that have come out in like two years, three years. Those both were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Trooper Geo, Disney, please give us clone trooper movie in the style of Saving Private Ryan or Black Hawk Down. That would be cool. That is a, a phenomenal idea. But a movie, see, that is where I think Lucasfilm should take a, a, oh, geez, I just spilled pop everywhere. Oh, man, that's not good. That's not good. Great. Uh, but that's where I think they need to take one out of the playbook of Marvel because they can easily easily do a special with something like that. And I think that's what they should do. Like an hour long special. That would be I think the best the best way to go with that. But that is a cool idea. But again, I think that that's like an hour long, 2 hour long special something like that not not anything oh two hours is like a movie so like an hour-long special i think would be perfect for that absolutely perfect for that yeah i i don't know i think i think if marvel were to focus more on the specials and not so much on the um what you call it the the long form tv shows i truly think that would that would help do the the um the specials and then have your films and like i said have that one show similar to star wars as well i think it's a really good idea for for them to have a main show that they're doing and that's ongoing but then have these specials pop up. Like, look, Miss Marvel was great. 
I, I loved that show. I, I know a lot of people weren't a big fan of it, but I, I loved Miss Marvel. But imagine that her introduction was simply 45 to a 60 minute long special. That would have been badass. I think it would have been even better because you're not filling it with a bunch of junk. And that could get tiresome. I think that's part of another, that's part of the the problem with, with Marvel right now is I think it's, it's been the same thing over and over again. So they need to find a way to change it up. This would be, be a way to do it. Definitely would be a way to do it. I still love that dude trooper. That that's like I'm sitting here now thinking of like how they could do a clone trooper special in the same vein of I would say do it more like Black Hawk Down. Not so much saving Private Ryan, but you have clone troopers who get bogged down and they're just kind of cornered and they're stuck there and they're trying to fight their way fight their way out. And even at some point you can have a Jedi come in and you think it's like their savior. The, the Jedi is there to save them, but they get killed and the troopers are still stuck there. Something like that. I think it'd be cool. That's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Trooper. So let's go on Netflix. That's what the kids do these days, right? Go on Netflix or not on Netflix. Go on Twitter. We'll go on Twitter and ask Netflix to do it. Cause that's what the kids do these days. Right. <laughs> all right i think i'm gonna go i talked talked enough right now again i do have a live show tonight at 6 p.m eastern time stop by we're talking about the twitter mob versus james gunn talk about ant-man and the wasp i think there's some other things in my notes what else is in my notes let's see ah the flash trailer talk a little more about the flash trailer we didn't talk about that here. So we'll talk about the Flash trailer as well. So definitely stop by. Oh, who are you? Ryan Cinematics. DCU fan. I prefer films over shows. I get the whole story depth for a reason for the shows. I just believe the IP get devalued by doing shows. You know, you aren't wrong. You aren't wrong. Personally, I think shows are a great way to introduce new characters and to introduce and and build the world so for instance moon knight while it wasn't a great show it introduced the character it built the world of this uh, of a more um occultish and and supernatural side of marvel that we haven't seen before so it kind of expanded the world introduced a character and i think that's where it should stay i think moon knight can now he could slide into the films, into the MCU films in some form or fashion while they continue to build up that supernatural side as it did with Werewolf by Night and uh, even with Doctor Strange and, and Scarlet Witch and Agatha. These characters are building up the supernatural side so they can these characters can now slide in there and, and really fit and work. That's where I think TV shows should be used. Whoops. That was weird. I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, Music just blared. But yeah, I think that is a great place or a great idea for the shows. I think that is what they should be focusing on is I've always said ever since ever since Marvel and Disney got the rights back to the X-Men, I think that they should have planned 100 percent planned 
on doing a few mutant specials or shows to quickly introduce these characters, get people to know them and build what kind of world that they are in. Because when you do movie to movie, it's kind of tough because you have to tell a story, a two and a half hour, hour and a half to two hour long story. And there's not enough world building that can go on there. Whereas it, with a, a show, with a with a few specials and things like that, you can really build out the world and the universe that they're in. But that's me. That's my thoughts. That is 100% my thoughts. Maybe they're yours. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see if the music's being dumb again. All right. It's not working. I don't think it's working. I don't know. Man. Exactly. All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much for stopping by for watching. Uh, Ryan, I agree. Use it to build worlds. That is why I prefer limited series or mini series. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, again, make sure you hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Scan that QR code on the screen right now. You scan that, that's going to take you to our link tree. You'll be able to find our email, all that kind of stuff. You can email us questions and thoughts, concerns, ideas for the show. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I want you guys involved. But make sure you stop by. We have a live show once a week. Right now it's Thursdays at 6 p.m. We got a live show tonight at 6 p.m. So make sure you stop by as we discuss the Twitter mob versus James Gunn. With all that said, though, I will talk at all of you later.